Uh, my name is Greg Catrano. I'm listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Shriver. Snyder with scores! Now it's Brett Pinnell scores! Hands off for Ravel. Switches hands and scores! Kylie Elmiller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! They might not be able to, and they finally do. That is an amazing effort by Greg Catrano going side to side. Welcome to Season 2 of the Pro Lacrosse Talk Podcast, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, and together we're bringing you interviews from all your favorite players and coaches, as well as news and analysis from all four professional lacrosse leagues. On the day the MLL announces its 20th anniversary season, we are lucky enough to be joined by one of the best goalies of all time, Greg Catrano. Greg is one of the most decorated goalies in professional lacrosse history, winning two MLL championships. He's a three-time goalie of the year and is the only goalie to win MLL MVP and championship MVP. He's also the first goalie to score in the MLL. Greg, welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. No, we really are excited to talk to one of the best in the game. I know Adam was a goaltender uh, when he played during youth and college, and he really looked up to you. Uh, he's also a huge Barrage fan, so seeing you bring home that championship uh, with the Barrage in 2004 yeah. was important for him too. Uh, but before we get into like the pro side of things, let's talk about you grew up on Long Island. Uh, you played at Ward Melville. When did you first get in cage? Uh, and when did you first decide, you know, that lacrosse was the sport for you? It, it's funny. I, I didn't really make the decision on my own. It was really <laughs> my father. <laughs> um, That's funny. You know, I was playing baseball, uh, probably eight years old. And growing up, Ward Melville, which is three village school district, mm-hmm. um, lacrosse was, it's, it's like football down south, right? It's all, mm-hmm. all lacrosse. So my dad's like, great, you got to go this route. Now, of course, I'm eight years old. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know anything, right? So, <laughs> you know, I gave it a shot. Uh, you know, I was like, my dad's like, Hey, just go into this gym. They're just going to have a little clinic. And I remember the first lacrosse ball that was thrown at me. It was a ground ball. I couldn't scoop it up, but then I finally did shot on the goal and scored. And then I ran out of the gym crying. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. And I actually did not play that year. The rest of the time, that was yeah. it. My dad's like the next year, give it another shot. And then he was a coach and he's like, we need a goalie. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw someone else's son in the goal. So <laughs> get in the goal. And uh, that's how I was introduced to it. I, I actually had to shut out my first game. Nice. And uh, I, I don't even, I probably made a few saves. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I was probably yeah. eight or nine years old, right? <laughs> um, and I just stuck with it then. And having an older brother as well, mm-hmm. uh, it gave him the opportunity to really beat on me without really getting in trouble from my parents. Yeah. Because he would just throw rocks at me, do anything he needed to do <laughs> to really just aggravate me. And of course, I didn't. I didn't back away, right? I was like, no, I'm going to knock these rocks away, bring it on. And, you know, that's, that's basically how I got started and stuck with it from that point on. That's awesome. Well, it definitely did stick, right? After Ward Melville winning a state championship your senior year, you headed to uh, Brown University. You were named goal, National Goalie of the Year your senior year in 97. Talk about your time in Providence. Uh, Providence, it, phenomenal. Great four years. I had the, uh, the privilege to, in my freshman year, back up uh, Jay Stalford, who is a all-American, phenomenal goalie. Learned a lot from him mm-hmm. my freshman year. You know, making the transition from, you know, high school being an All-American into college is not always the easiest thing. You know, I was pretty level-headed. I knew I had to work my hard, but I had a really good mentor in Jay to start off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the experience is great. But I, I, I learned a lot about not only lacrosse but also life in general and how to deal with adversity. Because mm-hmm. my sophomore year, I was given the starting starting job, mm-hmm. and uh, I lost my spot. You know, I lost to another talented goaltender, um, you know, so I was benched after like four games. And, you know, at that point, it's like, you know, you got to, you got, it's, it's fight or flight, right? What am I going to do right now? Let me just be a good teammate. 
stand by, you know, let, you know, if the opportunity you know, presents itself, I'll be ready. And it did. And again, it was against Cornell my sophomore year. Um, and it turned out to be for the Ivy League championship. Wow. And I wound up, we wound up winning 15-11, but I actually scored the game-winning goal, the go-ahead the go goal to make it 10-9 wow. mm-hmm. in my first game back. And from that point on, like, I just ran with it. I, I learned so much about taking that step back and, and facing that adversity and getting benched, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the best thing for my career, that, that point in time. Really helped in, you know, develop the type of player I was going to be. Wow. Was a great, great four years. Yeah, uh, and I guess that's kind of where you developed kind of your playing style, right? I, I was a lefty too, um, so I really emulated you growing up, and um, I, I loved how you just moved all around cage. You know, you were very steadfast in your positioning, but if you you got a shot, you saw the lane, you went and took it down the field, you know? So talk about how your kind of the maturation process of your kind of goalie style. Yeah, I mean, I started running and scoring, you know, basically yeah. scoring goals back in <laughs> – High school, even probably middle school. Like yeah. high school, I scored six goals. Um, and but at college, it was I always looked at it as like a, a a punt returner in the NFL. Like yeah, it was yeah. the way I saw the field. I mean, I just had a good knack for what I saw ahead of me. Sure. I I knew exactly when I should run and when I shouldn't. I I didn't lose the ball much. I knew when to get rid of it. Sure. But it's when you know I would make a save, the ball would bounce, you know, off to the right. I would know and have that instinct if I should go or not. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was just this, it was like another sense or something, yep. you know, it's hard to put in place, but I would just get the ball and just, and just go and find the outlet or, or find a shot. Um, but I can tell you when I was not running, mm-hmm. I was not on my game. If teams mm-hmm. wanted to stop me from making saves in the goal, it was don't let me run mm-hmm. because I needed to do both. I could not just be a goaltender. I needed yep. to be more of that, offensive type goaltender yeah. as yeah, well yeah, you know um but yeah that's it, it was I, I couldn't I mean I would not play goalie if I wasn't able to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel I feel the same way I know I think Powell Powell shared one of your highlights from Brown running up the field and scoring uh recently Powell across on their social media yeah, um but but going off of that too then you know the MLL comes around in uh 2001 uh, you were part of the – actually, 2000, they did the showcase, and you were part of the showcase series. Um, how did you first learn about, you know, that the MLL was going to come to be? Um, and, you know, talk a little bit about your excitement that there was going to be professional field lacrosse. Yeah, I was a friend uh, with, a, with a few of the players, like Millen, and a few guys who were just, you know, really getting it going, um, mm-hmm. playing club lacrosse. But then when I found out the opportunity to play in a summer showcase in 2000, um, I mean, I, I was just in awe growing up and being able to – play outdoor professional lacrosse was just a dream come true for me. Um, never thought I would ever see that day. I mean, even 1998 and 99, I was playing club lacrosse, mm-hmm. uh, playing a little NLL as well, but really it was just club lacrosse. That was my game, you know, field mm-hmm. lacrosse. But I went starting off in the MLL in the show, showcase, six cities, uh, great experience. And then being assigned, you know, not even drafted, they picked put three players in each team. And mm-hmm. the honor to be assigned to a team to Baltimore was just, of course, I'm from Long Island. And then being assigned to Baltimore was interesting, but, uh, but I loved it. You know, it, it was, it was, it was just, it was great. I mean, just to be able to part, be one of the pioneers of the, of the sport of pro lacrosse, uh, dream come true for me. That's awesome. Yeah. And like you said, you were awarded to uh, the Bayhawks. Talk about that first season, right? You had a ton of success. You were the first ever goalie of the year. You made it to the championship against 
Long Island, ironically, right? Um, talk about that first season. I, I learned that um, the faster the game is, the better I am. Mm -hmm. um, it played up to my speed. Um, so, like, you know, being with the best athletes and the best teammates, the best players in the world, yeah. playing at a speed that was just, you know, it's, it's very hard to comprehend if you're not really on the field. Sure. But it really played to my strengths. Uh, you know, when the faster it is, the better I am. The slower it is, it slows me down, and that's not a good feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, it really played to my strength, and I just kind of leaned on that. But that first year was phenomenal. I remember I was living in New York City. I was taking a train down to Baltimore for practice and taking a train back Tuesday nights. Wow. Um, getting in at 2.30 in the morning to Penn Station and going to work and then back down on the weekend, but mm -hmm. no complaints at all. You know, I made some wonderful friends, playing with the best players in the world. And, you know, and, and just being goalie of the year last that year was certainly an honor. We didn't win, which is the most important thing. We lost mm -hmm. in that championship game. I think Paul Gates scored, I don't know, probably 30 goals on me that game. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was six, actually. Um, you know, but he was phenomenal. It was just an honor to play in the first championship yeah. game, you know, pro lacrosse history. Yeah, no, and then you got your revenge the next season against the Lizards again uh, in that championship. You won your first championship. You played in the first five, which I think is amazing, and on three different teams too, which I think is just yeah. incredible. Talks a little bit about your your status as one of the best goaltenders because you were able to do it on so many different teams. But talk to us a little bit about that first MLL championship in 2002. Yeah, it all started the uh, the spring beforehand. Um, I remember I, I I left New York City. I moved out to San Diego. I was doing I was just all lacrosse at that point. You know, mm -hmm. right now nowadays you see a lot of pro lacrosse players just doing all lacrosse. That's all they're doing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that 20 years ago. I mean, I'll mm -hmm. go back. This is 18 years ago. But but I took that step. I was just doing some clinics, and I just devoted myself like this is going to be the season. This is mm -hmm. going to be the year. I'm going to win that championship in pro lacrosse, and I'm going to be the best player I could be. And I devoted the spring to training when I was out in San Diego. Took the field. It was all lacrosse for me. And I, I just devoted myself to the game. We had, we had such a great team that year. Um, you know, we, we played in a, a Raven Stadium. I forget what the name of it was back then. You know, so that was, that was cool. It was pretty empty. You know, it looked empty, but it, it was yeah. cool. But, um, and just being able to go through that year um, – you know, you know, get the goalie of the year, MVP of the, the league, which was just, I mean, I'm, in, I'm still in shock and awe and, you know, and honored. But to win that championship, that was it. That's all I cared about yeah. was to win that championship. And in, we did it in Columbus as well. Mm -hmm. Great atmosphere. Millen, I mean, uh, phenomenal game. He, yeah. he put, I mean, the whole team played great. But, being, you know, Mark Millen just lit it up that game, made my game a lot easier. Mm -hmm. but, you know, definitely relaxes me a little bit when he's just <laughs> scoring goals the entire game. Um, you know, that was just what an what a incredible experience. Yeah, I think you might have got a uh, championship game MVP that day if you had uh, scored that one, if, if that shot hadn't blown high, right? That was, I thought you were going to get that one. Yeah, I was feeling good that day. <laughs> <laughs> Not good enough, I guess. I would have scored. A, no, absolutely. <laughs> crushed it. That was amazing. Um, so let's kind of transition to your next stop. Obviously, you had another awesome season with the Bayhawks in year three. And then the year after that, you were actually dealt uh, to, to Philly for the first overall pick. Um, that turned out to be Mikey Powell. So that was arguably one of the biggest trades, I think, in league history, right, mm -hmm. for, in the terms of players. Uh, but you turned a 1-11 team around, right, to a championship team. So how did that go about? 
Well, it, it, it's funny when I first when I got traded uh, for Baltimore. Obviously, Baltimore is awesome. I had actually requested a trade to mm-hmm. be closer to New York, uh, Long Island. I, I don't think that I forget. It was, I think Doherty was on Long Island. He, mm-hmm. he was there, so I, I requested a trade. They traded, and I think it was to Bridgeport initially. Yeah, and then yep. Bridgeport relocated to Philly. So I really <laughs> need to get closer to home. Uh, so, but, 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 you know, I, I love the opportunity to, to try to lead a one in 11 team, uh, to the playoffs and to the championship. And I think we started that year off one and four and then two and five. And it was, uh, like a 12 game season. We, we, we ran the table the rest of the way, mm-hmm. but I tell you, we were such a great team that, that team, everybody was, you know, when we were two and five, we we're like, no, we're going to turn this around. We're going to win the championship. That was everyone's attitude. At every practice, we're like, no, we're going to run the table, run the table. We, we, and we weren't cocky about it. We were just, we weren't arrogant. We were just like, no, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and we just turned around. We had some tough games. And I remember after the semifinal game, you know, our team, instead, you know, we, we practiced a little bit. We were so relaxed. And what we did, we played like water polo in the hotel pool. <laughs> we, we just like, let's just do, let's just hang, you know, let's just hang out as a team. We know what we need yeah. to do tomorrow. And we were relaxed, but we were focused. And then when we got into the game, we just felt we were going to win. And, and being able to turn 1-11 and then, you know, 2-5 and five early in the season yeah. in the championship, I mean, that was one of the most memorable uh, seasons of my career. I mean, I've had a lot of them. Yeah. But that one was just, uh, you know, just, we were such a great team. That's mm-hmm. what it was. And, yeah. uh, you know, it goes a long way. Well, I have to say sixth grade Adam was very excited uh, about that <laughs> championship too, not going to lie. Uh, the, the year before was in at Villanova, right? The, the championship, right? I, I think. The, yes, the one, yeah, the one we lost was in Villanova. I left the overtime goal. That, um, no, I remember, I I remember that, that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I just like just having a team in Philadelphia and having a team now again in Philly um, is super exciting. So um, that meant a lot to not only myself, but a, a bunch of the guys on the squad were from the Philly area too. I know Kyle Sweeney was, yeah. uh, and a bunch of those guys. So. Um, yeah. but kind of transitioning to your next stop and your final stop in your career, you, you finally got that, uh, what you wanted, you got to Long Island, right? And you, you, went, you mentioned him earlier, you were dealt for another guy who ended up going to his hometown in, hometown in uh, Brian Doherty. So talk about your time playing uh, for Long Island and making that championship that first year there too. Yeah, again, phenomenal. Being able to, um, for the first time I pro career to be able to, or really, uh, I mean, I, I guess you're know, playing for the Saints in LL uh, for a few years, but outdoor lacrosse, being on Long Island, playing in front of family and friends. Yeah. Um, you know, that was just phenomenal. I mean, it just a uh, great season, great team again. Uh, you know, we'd all, we had some players, I believe, that came from Philly as well on my team on Long Island. I think, uh, I, think I don't know if Spelino was on that time. Spelino's name, maybe Polanco. It was, we had a few guys who, who came to Long Island as well. But being able to go to the championship again, again, I remember I was, that was my fifth straight championship. I think uh, Gary Gate also might have been going into his fifth game as well or trying for his third championship in five years. I was going for my third, and he was playing for Baltimore. So one of us was going to have our third championship. He wound up getting it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get it that year. I mean, Baltimore was just – I mean, what a phenomenal team. And we, we gave it a good run, uh, but they were, just, they were just a better team that day. Um, you know, we had a you – know, no, no regrets that year. I mean, being able to go to the championship yeah. was just phenomenal. Oh, that's great. Five and then, straight was great. Five straight yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you uh, you finished your career in Long Island. Uh, you actually had your number retired by the Long Island Lizards, now the New York Lizards. But uh, what was that 
honor like, you know, when you found out that they were going to retire jersey number? Yeah, you know, it, it being, you know, playing on Long Island for two years, being from Long Island, it was, and the ownership group was just phenomenal. It was just such an honor to be able to, you know, uh, finish my career playing on Long Island and then be recognized in that way. I mean, it was just, I uh, just still, I'm just in awe of a lot of these things that have happened even 14 mm-hmm. years later. Um, you know, I still get goosebumps <laughs> yeah. thinking about that to, to know my, my Jersey was retired, you know, and you know, I look at, I have it hanging up in my basement, my, all my jerseys basically, yeah. mm-hmm. but you know, but lizard one, you know, that means a lot because I know, you know, it's number two, no one's worked since. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's extra special, uh, you know, to me, but just to be honored on Long Island, uh, it's just a, what a great, what a great feeling. No, that's great. And then I don't know if you heard too, that MLO just announced they're coming back, uh, for their, uh, 20th anniversary season, uh, the Bayhawks. And the Lizards have been with the league since its inception. Now the Barrage are back. Uh, have you paid attention to any of the MLL games recently uh, in terms of past seasons? And, uh, you know, what are your kind of thoughts on the league right now? No, I think the league is in great, great position for the future. I mean, I, I love what they've been doing. I, I love the, some of the changes they've been making. I think the, the rosters on the field are phenomenal. I, I love the draft that just took place and the signing of the players. Really pumped up to what they're doing. I'm really anxious to see how this week goes, mm-hmm. you know, for the 20th anniversary. I mean, I – um, um, you know, I was brought up with the MLL. Uh, I am an MLL, uh, uh, you know, advocate and mm-hmm. big fan of everything they offer. Uh, I love the, the hometown feel you can have and going to a stadium and playing in front of fans from a certain city. I mean, it just, uh, I, I think uh, Sandy Brand has done a phenomenal job uh, with that league. Of course, you run into COVID and <laughs> the crisis mm-hmm, yeah. this summer. But I think they pivoted really well, just like a lot of sports teams or sports leagues are doing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think this is going to be a great thing for them this year. No, that's awesome. We're certainly looking forward to it. Well, that wraps up our main questions. Uh, we'll take a quick break here, a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to go into our five and five segment. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today I also want to talk to you about our affiliate Parkside Cards. Parkside Cards is your go-to source for Major League Lacrosse trading cards. They have a variety of packs on their website, including a box set that comes with four tickets to an MLL game, a Lyle Thompson signature pack, It comes with a limited edition signed Lyle Thompson card. The best part is we've teamed up with Parkside Cards to provide you with a special discount. Simply visit parksidecards.com and use the code PLT to save 20% on your order today. All right, so welcome back. And now let's dive into our 5 and 5 segment. I'll start off with uh, the first question of the lacrosse questions. What are some pregame superstitions or routines that you had when you were a player? I showed up three hours before the game. And basically, it did a full-blown exercise routine of sprints and uh, you know different uh, different drills before the game even before the before I even stepped on the warm-up field. Mm-hmm. I was I had to do that. Awesome! I know you goalies like your routines. I know Adam had a routine himself, so it's very important for you guys. Uh, number two, what was your favorite venue to play at during your career? I would say Raven Stadium. It's awesome. I'm a Ravens fan, so I like hearing that answer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I forget what it was called back then, but M&T uh, yeah, I really yeah. thinks a great atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, number three, who was your toughest matchup during your pro career in terms of somebody that you went up against uh, 
you know, that kind of gave you a lot of trouble, I guess. Uh, I would say John Grant and uh, uh, Kevin Lavelle and Casey Powell. Those three. Awesome. Three great names. I think they all scored five goals a game on me. I knew when I was going to play one of them in a game, they were going to score five. (laughs) So I just. What what do you you think of John Grant Jr. still playing with the Outlaws? (laughs) I I think it's absolutely awesome. I wish I could still play. (laughs) Well, actually, I should rephrase that. I can still play. I'm just not choosing to play. Chose I'm, not sure to. I, yeah. I'm sure I have slowed down a bit, though. <laughs> We'd love to see you get back in the cage, though. That would be another great story yeah. <laughs> if you're ever up for it. Yeah, sure. Uh, number four, what was your favorite moment during your career? Obviously, you had those championships. Um, which one, I guess, was you know particularly special to you? And it, maybe it's not a championship. Maybe it's a specific game or moment. Uh, like I said before, in college, it was being, uh, being benched <laughs> was one of the – best experiences of my career. Um, you know, I'll start there. Um, but, you know, when I look into the, you know, cause I learned so much from that uh, mm-hmm. and it, it developed the type of player I, you know, that, that I was, uh, but the two championships, those are the most memorable experience of my life. Two different types of teams, two different cities and two mm-hmm. different, you know, you know, coming, you know, Baltimore was just coming off and losing a championship. Philly was, coming off a 111 season and, and trying to lead that team to the championship. But those two, two of the most memorable in pro lacrosse. Awesome. And then my final one is who's a player or coach that you leaned on as a mentor during your career? Um, my father, mm-hmm. my father the most. I mean, he, he wasn't as much of a, uh, he coached me early on, um, mm-hmm. but he, there wasn't a bigger fan of mine. He went to every single one of my games. He was there thick and thin. He was loud in the stands uh, but he was, he provided me the best support and all I wanted to do was make him proud out there. No, that's awesome. And did, it, did he give you the cat nickname or who gave you the cat nickname? I don't, I probably friends, uh, from growing <laughs> up on Long Island. I no, honestly, no, my family doesn't call me cat because if they all have the same, they all have the same name, it'd be kind of <laughs> awkward. Um, but it's, I think my friends on Long Island and it just stuck from that point on. Awesome. All right. I'll move to the off the field question. Uh, number one, what are some hobbies or activities you picked up since you retired? Anything fun? I wouldn't say any. Well, it's fun for me. Basically, yeah. just I, I wake up every morning at four or five o'clock and run about four plus miles and do a lifting routine every single day. That's how I start my day. That's my routine. I find that fun. Okay, uh, awesome. Might not be fun to a lot of people, but it's fun. To <laughs> there we go. That's awesome. Number two. Who's a non-lacrosse athlete that you would think uh, that you think would excel on in the pro lacrosse game now? Of course, Tom Brady comes to mind, yeah. right? But I, I'm not sure what position he'd be in. But he <laughs> sounds like a you know I'm not a New England fan. Obviously, he's down in Tampa now. But yeah. he's someone that probably would figure out a way to excel in the game. Yeah, just like he has done in the NFL. Yeah. You know, yep. I just don't know what position he'd be in. But I'm sure whatever position he was in, he he'd be good. He, Maybe a goalie. Yeah, know? maybe goalie. Yeah, I, I often the leader on that well in the goal. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, he he would figure out a way to excel. Yep, good answer. Uh, number three, favorite spot to vacation. Um, Aruba. Okay. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Do you go back there a lot, or is that every, every few years? Okay. I was going every year for a while, but every every few years now. Number four, what's your favorite meal, and do you prefer to take out or cook at home? Uh, I, I love to do the cooking at home. Um, sometimes it's just as simple as chicken Parmesan that my wife might make and we're just, uh, you know, a good steak on the grill. All right. 
Uh, and the last one, it's a two-parter. Uh, what's a book you'd recommend uh, to our uh, listeners? And for since we've been in quarantine for so long, a lot of people have been binge-watching TVs or movies. What's a show you would recommend, potentially? Uh, one book that has always stuck with me, it's more of a classic book, is The Count of Monte Cristo. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, phenom phenomenal book, uh, you know, just about facing adversity, you know, just mm -hmm. persevering, right? Um, love that book. I mean, one of the, one of the best I've ever read. Uh, and from a quarantine standpoint, uh, I can't say I've been watching much television, believe it or not, but I did, uh, I did binge watch Ozark. Okay. Oh, that's another good that, show. Yeah. Which I can't wait for the next season. <laughs> yep. They just announced that the last one will be the final one. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that as well. And the Count of Monte Cristo, you, I forgot about that book. I read that in high school and I know, the twists in that book are amazing. That's right. It, 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 I mean, I, there's a movie I think too, but it almost reads like a movie in a, in a way with that book. Um, but yeah, some, some good answers there. Uh, we'd like to always end on one final question, Greg, and that is what is some advice that you have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally? You know, just keep, keep trying, man. Just always, you know, no matter what happens, no matter what adversity you face, you know, the challenge there, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows and everything's going to be great. You're not always going to make every save in the game. You're not always going to score every single goal in practice or in a game. Don't, don't hang your head. Just mm -hmm. keep your head up. Be a great teammate. Um, and if you, if you do that, I, I truly believe you will become a phenomenal player. You know, there's certain different levels of what that phenomenal might be, but you'll, mm -hmm. you'll be the best that you can possibly be out there in the field. If you just, just keep your head up when you're facing any adversity that's out there. No, that's awesome advice. I think for our young listeners, Greg, we really appreciate it. I know Adam was super excited to get you on um, meet as well too, but Adam being a goalie watching you win that championship in Philadelphia, uh, it was truly special to, to have you on and we appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for having me anytime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, I also want to talk to you about our affiliate Parkside Cards. Parkside Cards is your go-to source for Major League Lacrosse trading cards. They have a variety of packs on their website, including a box set that comes with four tickets to an MLL game, and a Lyle Thompson signature pack that comes with a limited edition signed Lyle Thompson card. And the best part is we've teamed up with Parkside Cards to provide you with a special discount. Simply visit ParksideCards.com and use the code PLT to save 20% on your order today.